Fleckenboden. Yeah. <laughs> You're talking about like a knickknack shop in the country. Fleckenboden's clock. Fleckenboden. Cops you tomorrow, Us.com. Today I have Chris, hey. TJ, yo, yo. Brent, hello, and myself, David. Uh, we're going to kick off, kick it off like we always do in talking about last week's homework. It was assigned by TJ. It was Gareth Edwards' feature film directorial debut, directorial, 2010's Monsters Inc. <laughs> no, just monsters. Like we did last week, any uh, initial takes and then talk about more in-depth stuff. Did anybody like it? Last week it was pretty unanimous. <laughs> I, I enjoyed it. I mean, it wasn't like bad. It wasn't. I, 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 I agree. love it either. Did not feel strongly, but I thought it was fine. Yeah. Yeah, I liked it. It's impressive when you go look up like what how it was made, too. Yeah, with the... Uh... It's like half a million dollar budget and they basically gorilla shot in South America. Like, where it actually takes place, hmm. and with no permits. The director, Gareth Edward, did all the special effects on his laptop at home <laughs> after he shot it, just with, like, uh, commercial market visual effects software. Nice. He was just doing, like, doing a visual effect a day, <laughs> which yeah. is kind of crazy that the dire- director's handling that stuff. Right. Yeah. What's Gareth Edwards best known for? Rogue One. He hmm. did uh, the Godzilla. Yeah. yeah. Those yeah. small movies. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I liked it. Um, I'll, I, I can start since I don't have much to say about it because this watch through and this isn't cheating but this this go around I fell asleep watching it but that was after I had confirmed within the first 10 minutes I had seen this movie before there you go I don't remember watching this movie and the title is not going to be anything that ever sticks out in someone's mind right like oh monsters I've seen that that's the movie about Mm -hmm. that guy and that girl who there are monsters and they have to deal with them (laughs) I don't know. It was like white bread to me. They really didn't have to deal with them very much. No. It was more of the, the bureaucracy. It was, a, it was a condition to tell the story. Right. Right. Um, but I thought it was all right. Yeah. I thought the the acting was poor. Yeah. From the lead, from the only actors in the movie. <laughs> really. Yeah. They just didn't come across as genuine at all. Yeah. The dialogue in the airplane, it seems like that to me felt especially stilted. Yeah. Like we're trying to be normal people. Yeah. Like, I always look up the movie after we watch it. The entire movie is improvised. Yeah. So it's all like, they got the locations and an idea, but there was no dialogue. And uh, sometimes it's like, oh, it feels so natural because of that. But this one, it's like, oh, that makes sense. (laughs) A little bit. (laughs) Him drunk the night before, like, the passport gets stolen and everything. Yeah. He was real bad at playing a drunk guy. I mean, like, there are parts of it that seem kind of genuine, but, you know, like, could I, like, him, like, trying to pretty much see if he can, like, go in and sleep with her? It was, I don't know. It just didn't come across as... It was yeah. awkward in a different way than it was supposed to be, at. Right. <laughs> and his delivery of lines in general just didn't seem to have much, I don't know, much to it. It was kind of reading, like, a first read, yeah. a table read, would have sounded the same way, I think. It's just funny if this movie was very improvisationally shot, very guerrilla take, you know, the monster effects were added, the 11th hour, and the dialogue was... Mostly improvised. 
that it all felt so unnatural. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> this is supposed to be a ground-up style, you know, you can shoot this with your iPhone movie, and it, it's just, like custom, it felt like it was written poorly. The conditions are custom set up to get a, like, a lived-in kind of movie, mm-hmm. and just kind of shot off the runway. And Katie, Katie mentioned on our Facebook, TV by us at Facebook.com, that's not how the web addresses work, Slam. Uh, that, you know, all of the in-country actors were all, like, natives to the area, and... I thought that all the surrounding cast was was great. The uh, mm-hmm. the, the black market passport seller. Yeah, he was particularly good. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was really good. And the guy um, that seemed really natural. Yeah, and, like normal. That whole scene because I think they had someone to play off of. Right. Who was a maybe good it was actor. more than him? Yeah, I, she was not. No. The the whole phone call also with the with his newspaper boss. Oh my god, that that was just <laughs> the worst. The train's coming. I gotta go. You know what you gotta do. The train's coming. I gotta go. You gotta take care of her. Train's coming. I gotta go. It's like just hang up the fucking phone. Right? <laughs> it's like playing, playing a video game. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. The monsters were cool. Like from a distance. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, I thought they looked great. Yeah, and then except when they were kind of up close at the climax, uh, then I thought it was kind of weird. I, I also thought that the monsters were not too interested in anything at the gas station or whatever. <laughs> it's, I said it's like kind of like a I don't know maybe it's realistic in that like they just sort of picked picked up a car and were like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done looking and at I this. I feel like, you know, spoiler alert for the end, but the two monsters were kind of like, uh, see you at the gas station at like 9.30, and then you just like meet in the parking lot and then go do something. Yep. <laughs> that was kind of like what happened. I kinda, The visual effects for that scene, I actually kind of liked. I thought that scene kind of worked with the two monsters just kind of, you know, nothing about this movie is really Spielbergian, mm-hmm. but I thought that was a good like uh, moment of awe. Like the... You know, there's those Spielberg moments where the characters have their mouth agape, and they're like, oh, the world. Yeah. Like, that's kind of like his version of it, and both characters kind of looking up, and the music I thought was pretty good for that atmospheric yeah. feel. Mm-hmm. And the two monsters just came together to, like, embrace and do something, and then a little hammy, but right after, the two actors do the same thing. Right. Come together and go apart. And then you have the cyclical nature of the movie, which I thought there's no real reason for that. Yeah. Where the end is the beginning with the you know the right. the apocalypse now kind of tie in guy singing the song right so you know everybody dies so that's cool yeah <laughs> uh, what is the world gonna do with when they're on the boat in the river right right where they start mm-hmm. the journey and I like that there's this like giant monster bringing this boat and everybody's going what is that it's like right you don't know <laughs> there are monsters in this world <laughs> I thought you that. the giant tentacle thing eating that car or whatever it was They're always the watching the news too it's yeah. like you think it would come up but it's all kept saying what is it what is that all I of them think it's a monster <laughs> any room anyone ever goes into they turn on a TV to the like Mexican news so it's like you're keeping up with like current events probably yeah <laughs> would hope I don't really think the movie earns like a bunch of big thematic questions, but yeah. you know, part of a cheap monster movie trying to seem more expensive is keeping the monsters hidden mm-hmm. until the very end. That's kind of like his Godzilla was like that, I think, right. and like uh, a lot of monster movies where you don't really know or Jaws even. Yeah, like you don't see the monster, you see the Cl- effect. Cloverfield's a good mm-hmm. Cloverfield. Uh, do you think they did that to good effect in that movie, or do you think that that was clearly just? budget reasons not showing the mood i think it worked most of the time i like like when they're getting off the boat and they're 
they hear them off in the distance, and mm-hmm. there's like that sense of fear that the characters have that's really good, I thought. I, I like that scene. So I think it works. Uh, I think it works most of the time, although, I don't know. I could have I could have done with more carnage at the end. I yeah. Think. I, th- I think starting with the the military coming in and shooting a monster and like showing basically the destruction the monster's capable of mm-hmm. kind of shows its hand too early. If they would have properly left that at the end of the movie... So that the movie had a resolution. Because I think it could have done an interesting thing with that. Like, if we leave the monsters alone, are they going to leave us alone? Because mm-hmm. the re- the movie up until that, you had the tour through the forest where they start firing AK-47s at the monster. And then all those guys get got. Yeah. But before that, it's like, it's, they're just there. Like, the guy will play with a boat in the river, but that's it. Or they'll just do their own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, again, that... The monsters being a condition for the movie to be told. The mm-hmm. movie's not about the monsters, right? And that's what it's called. But I mean, that movie, that that title could have multiple meanings. But I think it worked for that reason that they weren't central to the story. Yeah, I don't know. They but were, again, I mean, that's worked as about as good as I would say it was. You know, it wasn't great. Yeah, I think I think you could have that exact same movie to your point, where instead of there being monsters in northern Mexico, it's some occupying army, right? Because it's all just about what forces these two characters together and mm-hmm. creates obstacles for him getting her home. And somewhat realistically, they don't run into a lot of them. But right. I feel like that's probably didn't seem like something that was unrealistic. Yeah, sure. They're going to be everywhere. From that point, do you think the movie is trying to say anything about it being Central America versus it being in Europe or something like that? Oh, sure. I mean, it's people trying to get into the U.S. from Mexico. Mm-hmm. I think it's a pretty clear... Thing there. Do you think it does anything interesting with that? Because by the time they get the, the border thing, is kind of anticlimactic. They just like walk through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a big wall, but right. there's a, a huge avenue that just like you walk down Main Street to Mexico. <laughs> right. I mean, I think that kind of is the point, though, is that like the things they're going through in like deep Mexico could be worse than whatever that would happen yeah. if they got caught crossing the border. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it was interesting at all. But it's just obvious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, it's. I, I, yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't think it earned the the big thematic discussion. Yeah, in that way. I think it just sort of that aspect fell fell a little flat for me. Yeah, I did think parts of the movie were pretty were pretty beautiful vistas. Yeah, like, yes. actually being shot in the like rainforest type areas of you know the forests, and the raw nature part of it. Right. Oh, that was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Besides that, the I mean the, cool. them going out. On the night before they think they're just going to get on the ferry, or she's going to get on the ferry and mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. The, those are really cool scenes, like them on like the street markets in Mexico or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Neat. But yeah, the movie's a lot of that, I feel like. Just like, that was neat. That was pretty. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Nothing great. Yeah, it's kind of a movie, When I as soon as I watched it, I was like, oh, I enjoyed that. And the more I think about it, I was like, yeah, there wasn't really a lot there. Yeah, right. So like, I enjoyed it, but I kind of wish I was watching something else. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I watched it because now I don't have to watch it again. Like that's that's <laughs> kind of the feeling. You know, about if, this you, movie. if you didn't watch it, you still don't ever have to watch it. Yeah, but I, it's a movie that I always thought I wanted. Like I, I had it on my list for okay. years, and so yeah, it was in my Netflix queue for for a while. Mm-hmm. Nice, oh, cool, neato. So I guess yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, less discussion about that than filth from last week. Well, 
I feel less about this than I did about filth. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's kind of it's kind of like a, I don't know a pretty nothing. Yeah, <laughs> the closer to the middle you are on movies, I, I feel like uh, it's it's harder to talk about them. Yeah, because I feel like this is just a, a perfectly yeah. average monster movie. Like, right. Third Man, I loved, had a lot to say about it. Mm-hmm. Filth, I kind of hated, had a lot to say. And this one, I kind of nothing, to, and I had nothing to say. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like a seventy-two degrees movie. Just, all right. Yeah. Good enough. All right, so that's uh, Monsters from previous uh, homework. We're going to go into what we've been watching and or playing. Anybody want to go first? Yeah, I'll uh, take it off. I went, oh, first off, I've been catching up on The Leftovers, which I think we'll have a fairly big Leftovers talk next podcast. Cool. I will have caught up. I mean, yeah, there's all, some there's some other people catching up as well, some listeners. Active mm-hmm. listeners. And I think I think we'll, we'll put it off for... Maybe another week. So since I watched, you know, 11 hours of that since we recorded last, <laughs> um, I haven't watched much else. I did kind of halfway rewatch Titanic. Um, <laughs> so it was another it was, 11 hours. It was like on stars or something <laughs> while I was uh, doing stuff around the house. Oh, he does not age well. The special effects are awesome at the end. The dialogue is horrible. And I love Kate Winslet. It's a, She's it's so a bad, bad script. I feel like it. It's a not a good script. Like, the, the dialogue. I'm so glad she ended up winning... The Academy Award for that because rewatching it now it's just like man. And, you know, Besides going back and rewatching the reader, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm not doing that though. <laughs> if that appears on TV, I'll just cut the TV off. <laughs> Same with uh, Revolutionary Road. That, that fun movie. <laughs> we have a really abusive relationship with movies where, for some reason, it feels like we all feel like we have to watch them. <laughs> have to watch them, and then if they're on, fuck you, movie. <laughs> Turning off my TV. I only watch movies if Oracle tells me to. <laughs> I don't know what y'all are talking about. I feel nothing about the task. <laughs> My girlfriend made a point, though, and I was like talking about how Kate Winslet was so over the top and very just like, Mr. Dawson, you're out of place. I'm like, where are you from? I don't know where you're from. Where's your character from? Because I was like, well, those rich people did act like crazy as hell at the time. I was like, that's a good point, I guess. And a bunch of them wanted to be European because being American was right low class. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. If it's just it's a it's a very odd movie because it was packed theaters for months. Oh yeah, I mean it was insane. a lot of rewatches of Titanic. A lot of people I going saw back it for three second. times in the theater. Uh, yeah, I was also in middle school, so like Kate okay, Winslet boobs. Yeah, and girl, want to go see that movie? Like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> I love girl. <laughs> I will be with girl. <laughs> what will you watch with me? Present. Uh, so yeah, Titanic. <laughs> Not that great. <laughs> Turns out. Titanic, uh, hard pass. <laughs> and then we, on a whim, were getting some work done on our car and it was near a movie theater, so we walked over and saw Free Fire on Saturday morning. Yeah. Yeah. It was real fun. It's, uh, for people that don't know it, watch the trailer. The trailer is pretty cool. That's, uh, Martin Scorsese, he's an EP on it, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brie Larson, Cillian Murphy? Cillian. Yeah. Cillian Murphy? No, Cillian. I think it's a hard C. All right. Yeah. And, uh, You're a hard C. Crap, what's that guy's name? Charlotte Copti. Yeah. Uh, Army Hammer. Right? Also Army Hammer. Hammer. Yeah. But it's fun. It's a arms deal. Movie's like 80 minutes long. It takes place in one, one room. The one thing the trailer doesn't show really is the, the comedic elements of the movie. All these people think they're like badass black market arms dealers. And they all kind of suck at it. Which is fun. Like one of them's like crackhead. Who's like constantly smoking crack <laughs> the whole movie. <laughs> It'll just like fall asleep from random times. Um, it's definitely worth the watch. It's super fun. I like Brie Larson a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, and you said that that earlier when we talked about it, you said that the movie is basically shot from the center of the room. Yeah, so pretty much something goes bad in the arms deal and they all go hide behind stuff. You see all this in the trailer. 
And the movie's kind of shot from the circle where everybody's hiding behind things around it. Mm-hmm. And the cool thing about the theater, and I do recommend going and seeing it there if you can, we are lucky because we all four live near a theater that has $4 movie tickets, mm-hmm. $6 movie tickets even in like prime time. It's easier <laughs> for us to go see movies when we're not sure if we're going to love them or not. But since you're in that circle, you're seeing somebody, they're talking through the speakers of the theater. People behind you were coming through the correct speakers. So you could like hear mm-hmm. what the person to the right of you was saying. And it was a bunch of like, holy shit, there's a grenade. And, like, you could like hear it from way back behind you. Where it would be in the room. Right. It was kind of cool. Yeah, it was neat. And the, the music was cool. Lots of weird 70s John Denver for some reason. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was fun. It was, it was it was uh, really good for what it did. It kind of reminded me of... It was like a 70s Snatch, but what was that movie? The Clive <laughs> Owen movie? 70s Snatch. Do you like that? What's the Clive <laughs> Owen movie where he kills people with carrots? Shoot him up. Shoot him up. Shoot him up. That's what it felt like, too. That movie was like may have been in the 60s and how long it was. Like 65 minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> Very short. But it, it felt a lot like that. It was... Knew what it was. and Did a pretty good job of executing, I thought. Nice. Cool. Recommend it? Yeah. Cool. For sure, it was super fun. That's all I watched this week. Awesome. Yep. I'm going to go next because I want to impose my will on people. <laughs> You're doing it. So, I didn't watch a whole lot this week, but I will say that we binge season two of Fargo. And we're done. Oh, yeah? And we just watched the first episode of season three. Did you like Fargo? I really like Fargo. After the end of the first season of Fargo, I posited it might be my favorite show on TV right now. Yeah. Um, it's I find myself laughing at grim parts of that show mm-hmm. so often. Just I love the setup that it's a bunch of professionals who none of them can do anything professionally. Yeah. Um, everything is designed to fail, not from plot device, but just because of the individual ineptitudes. And it's just a lot of fun. Uh, season two, really good. Still prefer season one, not because of thing that everyone talks about, but I know not everyone in this room has seen it, so I'm going to keep it light on the Fargo talk. Um, but I recommend Fargo season two um, and season three. So far is fun. It seems like it's it's more focused on the comedy. Season two is not that like outwardly funny, the way that season one. I right. think was, uh, and seems like season three is pushing for. Uh, it's more of a grim crime family drama. Where you have some comedic character moments, right? but the there's not any central comedy. Yeah, there. but even in like the mania of certain characters, which was where you get a lot of the hijinks in season one, mm-hmm. it's not genuinely amusing because circumstance says they are like good people in bad situations is less fun if you know the characters who are in hot water are, I think, fairly relatable. Mm-hmm. And there's no big dark secret the way that you know Lester Nygaard has, right? Um, but I yeah. do, I do like, I, I just like that universe, and I like, like I also love Fargo. Yeah, I love the the creator and his uh, his show so far. Oh man, and season two gets so like, you can see, you can see Legion and Fargo season two existing in the same timeline. Wow. Like the the way that that shot with like the split screen yeah. Uh, yeah. action and the music. I think he uses the same King Crimson song in both Legion and Fargo season two. It's just I don't know. It's really good. Yeah, but I was gonna say that the I just like the Fargo universe that he set up as mm-hmm. a carryover carryover from the Coen Brothers. Really like sets up that it takes place in like a instead of a benign universe, it's a malevolent universe. Yeah, and people try to do their best. It's where you have those like 50-50 things, something could work, or this weird thing could go wrong. It's always the weird thing's going to go wrong. Yeah. Right. Like, especially in the uh, first episode of the third season, there's like the whole plot triggers on that kind of universe moment. Right. Yeah. And, and it's just fun. You and McGregor playing two characters. And I really like Mary Elizabeth Winstead. 
I do too. And yeah. at the end of that and, episode, without going into it, I yeah. love the uh, you know exposing the character through action that, mm-hmm. that he does with her. Yeah, and uh, like her and that guy from Arrival is in it. What's that guy's name? Stuhlbarg? Yes. The yeah. Jewish dude? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the most Jewish movie of all time. That's yeah. the way I'm going to remember him forever. Um, Yentl? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so Fargo season two. And then I've been playing uh, Ukulele. Oh. Ukulele is a uh, ex-developers of Rare, Banjo-Kazooie, Banjo-Tooie. Hmm. There was a huge Kickstarter campaign to make a new one like that, an old-school rare collect-a-thon platformer mm-hmm. game. And so I've been playing it. The moving around and the action stuff is great. It is a reminder of how fucking awful camera control was in, in those games, in 3D oh, yeah. adventure platformers. Using the C buttons? Oh, well, I mean, it's PS. I'm playing on PS4, so it's right stick, and there's just they meter out abilities, mm-hmm. so to gate your progress as well as gating it with with not having collected enough pages and cages. Um, <laughs> it's the jig, it's the jigsaw no. puzzle piece equivalent uh, no explanation from either. Banjo. The, you know, they give you an ability to like roll as you're a chameleon and a bat to roll up steep inclines, and then the first time you do it, you roll up and it locks the camera. You can't move it at all. It's really tight on your character, and you just have to find platforms by doing leaps of faith. Oh, Weird. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. I had, I had seen where some of the reviews were tepid yeah. on, on ukulele. It's, I really wish that games of that ilk of the, we want to revive a classic genre, would just pick the best things out of it. As opposed to, we're going to make a faithful recreation of Banjo-Kazooie with up graphics. Right. Because right. if everybody complains about camera control in those games, mm-hmm. like why isn't there a button to like zoom out? Just like click the right stick, zoom out, so that you can see what you're doing. As opposed to you try and move the camera to the right. Like I had it set, it was like epilepsy warning setting, where I kept trying to move the camera and it got locked so my screen was shaking violently. And I just don't see a reason for that. Right. But anyway, ukulele. Not sure if I recommend it. If you have the patience for that kind of shit, mm-hmm. um, and for... Spending 10 minutes trying to make a small jump only to find out that there's nothing on the ledge you're trying to get to or you weren't intended to get to that ledge, even though the game seems like it wants you to go there. Uh, and this game's for you, but other than that, yeah, it makes me really uh, recommend it. On the like old platformer thing, it makes me excited. I did see that they're repackaging uh, Crash Bandicoot. as like the insane trilogy. The first three ones is the HD remake. Yeah. I thought that game did a pretty good... Like, it's all... F- from behind him, you don't really manipulate the camera a lot. Right. I don't know. When I got a PS4, I kind of got excited that, oh, I'm in back in the Crash Bandicoot universe. Nice. Yeah. I su- associate him as the mascot, kind of. Yeah. Well, you're playing uh, Uncharted, right? Or you were playing Uncharted? I was. I'm FF15 so you, right now. So, con- <laughs> continue playing Uncharted, and you'll get to play Crash Bandicoot. What? Yeah, but anyway. It's crazy. <laughs> I'm excited about the Crash Bandicoot re-release. I don't know yeah, why. Too. You know, there's levels. Nice fun. I love there's, affection for. There's that levels game. in that game that are built for trial and error, but they give you enough lives that it doesn't matter. Like the Boulder mm-hmm. Run uh, levels, sure. where you're running towards the camera, mm-hmm. and you just have to remember where, like, oh yeah, boxes on the right, so I have to be on the left because it's basically a Temple Runner, the iPhone Ooh. genre, right? Before you know, it's kind of like the Sonic levels. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but. Ukulele's okay. That's my verdict. I will continue to play it to see if uh, more open worlds are mm. better with ca- the camera control. But or if you get new abilities that make it more yeah functional. <laughs> yeah, but in the meantime, not that excited to play it, but I will because mm. I have to. 
because that's what we do with media. And the media bias. None of us enjoy any of this. Yes. <laughs> I hate moving pictures. <laughs> well, on, on to more stuff. Uh, I'll go next. So I won't talk too much about uh, Leftovers from TJ, but I was very excited about Leftovers. And I won't talk too much more about Fargo. <laughs> Fargo happened. I'm running out of... I didn't watch a lot of stuff. I'm running out of things. But I did watch the Girls finale. I don't think anyone here watches Girls, do they? I've started the first... I'm almost done with the first season. But... Not leftovers and shit has taken over. Yeah, I, sure. fell, I fell off somewhere around season three. Yeah, and um, it kind of went in waves. The first couple seasons are interesting. Three and four are not that not that interesting, kind of navel gazy. But this season and the previous season have been excellent. Yeah, uh, yeah. And uh, it's just really interesting what they did is the penultimate episode that just happened is really the finale where all the characters get to do something. Where they're all in the same room for the first time since like the been a couple seasons. Yeah. Just because of from how the narrative takes place. And it's just interesting. The finale they did was kind of almost like an epilogue instead of a finale. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like the next chapter flashes forward six months and it's just like this is happening with this character. <laughs> Lena Dunham is huh. still miserable. Yeah, I won't. Uh, <laughs> I won't talk too much about it because I, I think also that I think it's unfairly maligned a little bit, especially initial criticism that either it's not substantial or it's you know it's uh, kind of myopic and only talking about four white girls in New York City. But I think uh, I think it's genuinely funny. It's genuinely laugh out loud funny in a lot of stuff, especially when uh, character Elijah comes more on board. He's Andrew Reynolds uh, as an actor. He's Fucking hilarious in the show. Nice, great. Uh, he has great uh, insults for for everybody. But I think it's it's a well worth it show. So if you have HBO, you can check it out. And mm-hmm. if you you can cringe through <laughs> a lot, then you can you can get through it. Um, besides that, the only other thing I experienced was uh, I finished S Town, which is a podcast, but it's kind of a storytelling podcast. Yeah, oh, it's a rival podcast. A rival podcast. It's in the same storytelling <laughs> southern. <laughs> <laughs> area that we're in. Yeah, I listened to the first episode. It was real real fun. I'm real excited to finish it. Uh, I guess it's fifth thing that I won't talk about that much <laughs> because there there are elements that how the story unfolds that I would love to talk about if we have more people finish it, but uh really enjoyed it. Really first episode, I guess I'll talk about that just draws you in as this like um it's almost like Faulkner Southern Gothic kind of details you get about this town and what's going on, and it's really interesting. Nice. Great, great storytelling. It's worthwhile. It's not serial, despite everything saying from the makers of serial, but it's <laughs> it's it's good storytelling. Nice. Great. Uh, on to me? Sure. Uh, okay, mine will be brief. Uh, only watched Monsters. That's the only movie I watched this week. Interesting. Yeah. Oracle will not be pleased. No. Yeah. <laughs> Oracle keeps rapping on the door. But uh, I watched, uh, I've been watching some TV, and uh, I try not to talk about, like, oh, I watched three episodes of this, because it's kind of boring. But I did finish season two of the ABC show American Crime, which, again, is not related to American Crime Story. <laughs> or American Horror Story. Or American Horror Story. It's... Or the Americans. Nope. Uh, it's the show where season one was about season one was about a veteran who got murdered in his house, and his wife also was like, seriously injured, and it's kind of about the investigation and the arrest and the... Uh, but it's not really a whodunit. It's more of just a, this is how different lives are affected by this crime. Mm. And season two was similar, but I thought much better. And it was about a sexual assault, a male-on-male sexual assault at an Indianapolis private school. Mm. Or at a party, they all go to this Indianapolis private school. And mm. it's 
members of the basketball team are involved, so there's a lot of private school administrators trying to minimize the public outlash mm-hmm. from it. And Felicity Huffman plays basically the, I, I don't it's, I don't think it's a principal, but it's the person in charge of this private school, mm-hmm. and she's very focused on fundraising and the bottom line, and that's, and it's, it's very interesting. It's really well done. It's, it's kind of a bummer of a show. Like, it's not a show that makes you feel good, because it's about how crime affects people's lives, but it's really well done. Also, season two has uh, Regina King, who's really good in uh, lots of somewhere. things, including The Leftovers. Yeah. yeah. And uh, her husband is played by uh, Andre 3000. Oh, cool. And yeah, he right. is really good in that show. Andre oh. Benjamin, he's got chops. Yeah. I'm going to make sure it's Regina King in that show. <laughs> yes, yeah, because she won two Emmys so far. Or she won an Emmy. Who's Regina King again in The Leftovers? She's the uh, wife in season two. She's the, the neighbor. The partially deaf, has the cochlear implant. Okay. Takes it in and out. Okay. Evie's mom. Yeah, yeah. Evie's mom. Okay. But yeah, I, I would recommend it. And it's uh, it's it's... Critically acclaimed. It's a good show. It's just uh, a fucking bummer. It is. It is a bummer. Will you get stop calling it a bummer if this season <laughs> two is about male on male sexual assault? How dare you go there? <laughs> I mean, you can call it a bummer. It's just literally true. <laughs> right, oh, I just got that. A, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Call it a hard watch. It's. It's. I've been reprogrammed. No. Don't call it that either. <laughs> Watching a bunch of YouTube clips of British quiz shows. Where there's one comedian who was like, I don't understand why in America they say like, oh, that was such a bummer. She's like, do they not know that in other parts of the world what bummer means? <laughs> oh, I don't. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, that, 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 sh- that season was a drag. <laughs> also not great. <laughs> no, I'm not even kidding. Yeah, it's, it's, on, it's on Netflix if anybody... Uh, wants to wants to check that show out, and I think they're in the middle of season three right now, and it's also apparently got really good reviews. But hmm. neat, yeah, cool. I think that's it. I've I've finished finished season two of Arrested Development as well, which is my third, any, any, third watch. Any lead on uh, the next article for Eight Bit Half Wit? It's been a while. It has been a while. Uh, it's going to be uh, Excite Bike. Oh, this game is so good. Uh, so it's just a matter of me. Taking a day to mm-hmm. to, to play. You play that game for a while because yeah. the customizable tracks, man, so ahead of its time. Oh yeah. yeah, and and just just kind of an insight into how the Oracle feeds you, or you feed the Oracle. However, the relationship works. Um, symbiotic. It is not to me known. <laughs> so now that you're done with American Crime Story season two, do you go on to season three, or do you start a new a show? Well, it's uh, season. It kind of depends on how easily available it is. And, okay, and mm-hmm. it's not on. I don't think American Crime is on Hulu. Uh, the current season. And so, I'm probably just going to wait for it to hit Netflix. Okay. Yeah. So we move on to Anteater documentary or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Now, I'm trying to get myself into Americans season, uh, the current season of the Americans, but I don't know. I got to be in the right frame of mind for that show, and it's I'm not always there. Mm -hmm. I think that's a show that I'm that I'm about to take the plunge on. I kind of want, and I know that it's not not like a background show, but I want something that I can just throw on in the background and just binge through episodes, just. Have them around one there. It's really good. It's another show that's a bummer. Mm-hmm. But, you know. All right. Cool. Yeah, I, th- I think that's about it for me. Uh, that's it. Does anyone here uh, know what a transition is? 
Transition. <laughs> Alright, we'll go through our most popular segment. You guys want it. It's here. Breezy on the streets. I'm still, I'm still breezy on the streets. <laughs> breezy on the streets. For, for the second week in a row, not delivered by Breezy. <laughs> <laughs> people sing about him. It's like Shaft never sings his own theme song. <laughs> yeah. Should I s- slow jam the news? <laughs> Alright, we'll go through some stuff really quick. If you have uh, anything to say meaningful, say it or fuck off. <laughs> This is relevant for me. Just real quick, I've been watching Deadwood. I finished through season two. I'm on season three now. And just heard that uh, I think they've been watching me watch it because the Deadwood movie script is done. Says uh, Ian McShane says he got it from David Milch, the creator. And that's the one that, like, uh, the third ep- the third season doesn't end on a finale. It ends, like, to go to the next season. But it was mm. just so expensive that HBO canceled it. So everybody's like, what's going on in Deadwood? Despite, you know, being based on historical events, kind of. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I think I'd probably be interested in it. I've been enjoying the show. Cool. Nice. Yeah. And uh, next, they announced that Michael B. Jordan and Michael Shannon are going to be in a Fahrenheit 451 HBO movie. Michael Shannon's in it. I'm on board. Yeah, I like both those guys. I'll watch it. Yeah, too. I like HBO movies. Are you guys excited for the Henrietta Lacks one Oprah Winfrey movie? No, no, guess not. (laughs) (laughs) Good enough. Uh, Next, uh, Captain Marvel, starring TJ's favorite, Brie Larson. Brie Larson. Um, (laughs) Has directors now. It's going to be the people who did Half Nelson, which is kind of interesting. The Fleck and Bowden. I don't know if they're husband and wife, but it's two people. Ryan Fleck and Anna Bowden. Okay. Okay. Fleck and Bowden. (laughs) You're talking about like a knick-knack shop in the country. (laughs) No. It's interesting. What country? (laughs) In the country of Germany, <laughs> Fleck and Bowden's clock. Fleck and Bowden, Bowden. Captain Marvel. <laughs> Got the bleed, Brie Larson. We're dumb. Captain Marvel, where's your boat? <laughs> <laughs> so exciting! I guess Marvel having more indie directors to to do Marvel movies. <laughs> <laughs> this is good that that one's going forward too. I, I like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like progress with a movie like that. Yeah, I mentioned that next. Uh, you guys will probably love this one. They say that Will Smith is going to be the genie in Guy Ritchie's live action Aladdin movie. What a, what a <laughs> sentence! I don't know what's the weirdest part. What do I hate most? <laughs> yeah, is Will Smith allowed to be in movies with genies? <laughs> I gotcha. <laughs> Yeah, no, no. It's it's weird thinking of anybody. It's weird to think in that as live action. Are they going to have like a CGI parrot talking <laughs> as Iago? Uh, but someone replacing Robin Williams does seem weird. Well, and and is it just going to yeah. be like Will Smith, or are they going to like new Ghostbusters style CGI him? I hope he keeps his accent from the last time he played a genie, Bagger Vance. <laughs> <laughs> God, that movie's so bad. I hope he just gives Aladdin putting tips. <laughs> I didn't got to believe in yourself, Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that'd be a pretty rough, rough watch. Yeah, or he could just be his character from Shark's Tale, his last dominant animated performance. Yeah, everyone remembers that, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. Um, yeah, I just don't know yeah. what I think of that. I'm real confused. Moving on. Uh, hey guys, Josh Whedon is directing Batgirl. I like that. I'm on board with Josh Whedon. Yeah, directing anything pretty much it's never been bad it's kind of interesting he actually got like a blessing from Kevin Feige the Marvel head it's like can I do this DC thing and he said sure 
I like how it's kind of Joss Whedon, who seemingly never makes anything bad, going head on with DC. <laughs> yeah. He seemingly never makes anything good, <laughs> right? So it's like the uh, unstoppable force and an immovable object. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I mean, you had the, I guess you had the, the Batman movies. I mean, that's I know, true. But yeah. that's cheating, I feel like. Yeah. And Batman movies as a whole, I think, are about 50 50 for good and bad. Yeah, yeah unless, unless, they're, unless they're Chris Nolan and then they're just, right. they're good. Yeah. But did you guys know that there's an initial for the, the DC movie stuff? Like, MCU is Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. I didn't know that, that uh, the DC ones are called DCEU. Expanded? DC. Expanded universe, yeah. Huh. It's just like everything they do is less cool than Marvel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I heard on a podcast someone say like DC basically created everything and then Marvel, like even as like a comic book company, then Marvel was like, hey, we like that character. We're going to do it, but better. Yeah. <laughs> and that yeah. seems like the direction the movies took too. Man. So, should be interesting. Mm-hmm. And then our last thing is there's a currently a bidding war among studios for the James Bond franchise. It's been at the at Sony, I think, for forever. That's kind of yeah. interesting. Man. United Artists is that who's been did it? I think it's it's Sony right now. Okay, that's been doing it since Casino Royale. Mm. Before uh, that, I don't know. That I, mean, I think it was UA for like the Brosnan. Yeah, and that's all that what stuff. I'm remembering. Uh, you know, maybe we buy it. Yeah, if we set up a Patreon page, get enough mm. people, maybe we can buy the James Bond franchise. We will buy the James Bond franchise <laughs> as incentives. We can like uh, incentivize people having speaking roles in the James Bond franchise. You just be in it. Yeah. Well, we're gonna make it a cartoon. Yeah. James Bond Jr. is coming back. Oh my god. I love James Bond Jr. <laughs> it's always a baffling title. James Bond Jr., whose uncle was James Bond, is named James Bond Jr. <laughs> I guess I never thought about that. Uh, anything else for Breezing the Streets? What's uh, what's new this week? What's, what's hitting theaters this week? Oh, uh, next week. Circle. Yeah. Circle. No, there wasn't too much that seemed interesting other than uh, yeah, Circle. You guys saw the preview for it, like it two weeks when ago. you're doing Logan or something like that, but yeah. you know James Pond sold. Uh, I like him as a director. He did the end of the tour and some other stuff, and yeah. uh, great cast. Yeah, Hanks, Boyega, Watson, mm-hmm. Boyega, uh, uh, Patton Oswalt, Karen Gillan too. Yeah, I don't know. I like Patton Oswalt in it. It just looks like it'll be a fun like thriller. Just said it yeah. like Google. It's a, a techno, yeah. techno thriller. It's like Eagle Eye, but written properly. Yeah, if anyone <laughs> remembers that Shia LaBeouf. Vehicle. Boof. Boof. I do. I kind of like that movie. Eagle Eye, huh? Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting transition. Segway transition. I've got more news. All right. I have no more news. <laughs> <laughs> that was the news. The news is we're transitioning. all right so for our main topic uh the nfl draft is coming up on thursday Mm -hmm. so in honor of that we were going to do a movie draft and we also wanted to institute arcane rules of complicated rules of order to do this this was my choice this was uh explain what you've done i love i love a good podcast draft so uh it I'm surprised I lasted 11 or 12 episodes before getting to demanding some sort of draft from us because the sillier drafts get, the more fun I have with them. So, uh, yeah, so this is going to be a draft. We we each are going to make eight selections in this draft. We are drafting movies. The concept here is that uh, we get to watch these movies for the rest of our lives and the others do not. Uh, and we can only watch. We these can movies only watch these movies, right? So we have to choose carefully. These are going to be the concept here. Is these are the only eight movies we will ever get to watch again. But uh, there's an unnecessarily dumb hiccup, <laughs> right? Because it's the NFL draft. 
These movies must contain somewhere in their title the name of an NFL team. Not the full name, because there are no movies called the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> I that I'm aware of. Uh, but uh, feature length. But you know, we're we're looking for. The, it's got to be a movie that has Panther, and I got a movie that has Brown or Bill in it somewhere. There are a couple of franchises that we found that uh, were real light on the movies available, so we're uh, we're expanding it to if if you can have the nickname for a team, like uh, for example the, the the Bucks. The Bucks. Buck would work for Buccaneer. Uh, hmm. So we're not limited to. I thought they were the the Buccaneer. The Buccaroos. Devil Bay Buccaroos. Uh, and then the one last uh, extra wrinkle is that uh, once a NFL team has been selected, all other movies with that team name are now incinerated and uh, lost forever. Nice. <laughs> Cannot be selected in the draft. Hunger Games style draft eligibility. Right. <laughs> so if these were players, every other player would be killed at that position. Right. <laughs> True. Yes. Uh, so, TJ has... Uh, come up with a draft order, which conveniently starts with TJ. <laughs> We're also going to limit it to two minutes of selection, yeah. so this isn't too boring. We may we may, we may not need that one. We'll probably right? go quicker. Yeah. But well, I think that'll be selection and like talk, maybe. Yeah. Sure. Limit the whole thing to two minutes. We also have a timer there, and the ability to edit out lots of dead air of someone thinking for two minutes. So we sure. probably sh- shouldn't need it. It'll go faster for you at home. Use sure. an IRL timer. So the, the it's actually going to go nicely around the table... And then back uh, back around, so it's going to be a snake style draft, drafting uh, snakes, right? So uh, <laughs> TJ, Chris, David, me, then me, David, Chris, TJ. So I've got the first pick. Let me get this thing rolling. Let's get it rolling with the first pick. <laughs> TJ selects for his cinematic prison. <laughs> so I'm definitely not picking the best movie that's on this list, but I am picking my favorite, and it's going to be The Lion King. With my first pick. There and, goes the lion. And all hopes for Dev Patel's hair are now yeah. gone. Lion is out. It's just, especially with the concept of these are the only eight movies I can watch for the rest of my life. I mean, God, I don't know yeah. if there's a better pick. It's got songs you can sing. It's mm-hmm. funny. It's got romance. <laughs> yeah. It's got penis. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. in light of that, if... The movie that I select, no one else can watch. And TJ just picked one I really liked. I take Space Cowboys. Oh, you <laughs> Space Cowboys. That is surprising to me that the Cowboys movie was Space Cowboys. It was going to be mine, obviously. Yeah, that is a, a he's real just, stutter. He's just, he's just pissed because I took Lion King. Second <laughs> overall pick, and we already have our first reach of the draft. <laughs> <laughs> Mel Kuyper is stewing over this. <laughs> There's going to be lots of football jokes that I don't get this podcast. <laughs> All right, so that's your that's your pick? Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> this doesn't mean anything. It's It was a fun dig at TJ, so yeah, I'm sticking with it. I think we should do, like, you have to watch... No, you actually have to watch this. Fine, I'll watch Space Cowboys. Maybe I'm wrong about it. I'm willing to admit that. I'm a grown-up. <laughs> All right, then, for my good pick... Day. You're going to be happy. All right, good. For my pick, I'm going to maybe take out a, a high draft pick from someone. I think, I was debating between two, but I think I'm going to go Kill Bill. Volume, whatever, it doesn't really matter. No one else can do a bill. Yeah. So, yeah. There is a there is a cinematic version of both movies. So you could you could have them both. Sure. Yeah. yeah. The, the Although Kill Bill Volume 3 is apparently announced when I was looking this up. 
I'd still need to look into that more. Yeah. I mean, it was just on IMDb as a page that said right. announced. But which... I figure if it's for the rest of my life, you know, it's Kill Bill. There's a lot of crap in there. Like, there's some anime stuff in there. I don't know. It'll be fun I love to watch. the anime part in that. I think that's so, so, yeah. such a clever shit. The Hattori shift. Hanzo stuff is cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the Oren Ishii origin story. Yeah. It's a, it's a good pick, for yeah. sure. I debated between that and Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure so hard. Though. Yeah. Ooh, I really yeah. wanted Bill and Ted, but... Yeah. I'm so excited. I'm so thrilled. Was not expecting this uh, with the fourth pick in the draft, but I'm, I'm happy to take one of my favorite movies of all time, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Yeah, it was between those two for me. Uh, we'll never get tired of watching that. Only thing for me is, I hate to take up your two-minute time, but I feel like I've already seen it a hundred times because we had it on VHS. Mm-hmm. So for the rest of my life, that's kind of what uh, differentiated it for me for Kill Bill. With nice. my next selection, uh, I'm actually going to... Uh, Go with uh, one of my the most rewatchable movies I've ever seen. Football movie. Remember the Titans. It's a good one. Love yep. Remember the Titans. That way, I've got Ryan Gosling dancing in my video collection for the rest of time. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, David is on the clock. I'm on the clock. I'm unprepared. I'm going to pick something. I'm just kidding, man. <laughs> just take it easy. Left side. Slow down. Slow down. <laughs> Slow down. Uh, with my pick, I'm gonna go with the movie I don't, I haven't actually seen before. I'm gonna go with the Iron Giant. Nice. It's kind of like an animated movie for me to experience and uh, get sad over. Vin I got Kill Bill for for know. the slash 'em ups and Iron Giant and Vin Diesel. Yeah, Vin Diesel hit the board the second round. <laughs> it would not. It would not be my giant pick. I'm gonna have to pour one out for Little Giants. Yep. I almost pick Little Giants. And I had it again. there in my my pool. Wait, wait, just a, just a rule clarification. Not that it matters because Giant's gone, but would BFG have counted? Yes. 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 Okay. Even okay. though the title of the film is BFG. Yeah. Yeah, okay. in that case. Okay. But I, I, yeah, I am commissioner commis- for this, so. Yeah, commission uh, rule on it. Yeah. But. Yeah. So then I've got, I've got a fun one which might require a clarification on how this will work, even though I know it's eligible. I'm selecting Lady and the Tramp. Because it has the word ram in the middle of tramp. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because ram is going to be difficult to find something else for. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> We're going to be more lax on ram than any other in the draft. That's a good pick. I didn't even think about that for ram. That's a, a fun classic cartoon. It is a, it is a good... Commissioner's movie. ruling is that now that you have to name that... You have to call that movie Lady and the Taram. <laughs> the Tarams. Tarams. For the rest of your life in your movie jail. <laughs> Sorry. TJ gets two movies. Yeah. <laughs> it's going back yeah. to back. Man. All right. I'm, I'm, taking, I'm taking this, too. Okay. Uh, first movie. I'm surprised I got to end up with this one. Uh, I'm going to take the Maltese Falcon. Yeah, that's a good one. It's uh, one of my favorite classics. Yeah. And and uh, a super fun movie. I, I need to, to get my Humphrey on. I need to see that movie again. I think I've seen it, but it's been so long that... that mm. It's a great film noir. Yeah. yeah. And I'm leaving some good ones on, but I'm... I'm gonna I'm gonna take this one because uh, multiple reasons. I'm gonna take uh, Under the Skin. It's a great movie. Mm-hmm. I had that for my Redskins one. Yeah, yeah. So the skins. If anybody hasn't seen Under the Skin, by the way, I would definitely recommend it. It is a interesting watch for sure. I know. I think all of us have seen it. But and with all of eternity to watch it, you can figure out what's going on throughout the entire movie. Probably not, but I would try. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's back back to you, Kristen. Yeah. I think that I'm going to take Uncle Buck. From the Buccaneers. Nice. That's a great rewatch. I saw that just recently in law school, and I was—I don't know how that passed me by because it's the same style of humor as like Stripes. It's just great. Yeah. And it's also like really touching and sad at the end. Yeah, it is. Love that movie. 
I don't know why I'm writing mine out. Like, there's three people writing down what we're picking. <laughs> and I'm, I, for, for listener reference, I have a single note card. <laughs> Other people have electronic devices in front of them. Uh, with my pick, um, uh, I don't want to double dip here, but I think I'm going to with, uh, I'm going to go Jackie Brown. Oh, hoping she'd slide back have, to me. I already have Tarantino with Kill Bill, but I feel like I've seen that the least out of everything. And there's opinions back and forth. And watch it and kind of uh, have fun with it. Uh, well, I was really hoping I would get Jackie Brown there because uh, I wanted at least one Tarantino movie to watch again at some point. But now I'm done with him forever. <laughs> we could do a trade for a pick swap. That might be too complicated. Oh, so so uh, TJ and I actually did discuss earlier a possible draft day trade of... Uh, I was offering multiple picks to him for a, for a high pick. Yeah. <laughs> Now, I'm going to go ahead and take uh, a, a movie that is set to come out in the future, and that is going to be Marvel's Black Panther. Hmm. Ah, hope it's good. Yeah. You get <laughs> hope it gets made. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's in post-production, so I think we're good. I thought about the Peter Sellers Pink Panther, too. Mm-hmm. I've never seen it, and people... Yeah, I've never it seen was, it either. It was my pick. It's real funny. Mm. Uh, so now I have to pick a, a second movie, and we are reaching the point where it's starting, starting to get a little tough. Yeah. Um, I'm going to take this one just for pure entertainment purposes. Mel Gibson winning the ah, Revolutionary War with nothing but a hatchet. The Patriot. Yeah. I was going to pick Swamp, it's, it's, Swamp Fox. It's Pat and see if there's a commissioner <laughs> ruling against me. Oh, no, 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 I would have accepted would've, Pat, would've, Pat, Pat so. and been very upset that <laughs> that's the movie that wiped yeah. out The Patriot. Yeah, I almost thought about uh, Patriot Games instead of that. If it was I was me. not aware of Patriot Games, did not think about it. Totally would have picked it instead <laughs> of The Patriot. And... I'm already regretting my first blunder of the draft. <laughs> uh, well, I guess you already have writers like, for like a hand, fix. It's like handing in the card for Ryan Leaf. <laughs> and to be like, hey, what about this Peyton Manning guy? Wait, what? He's he's available? What? All right. All right, so... Editor's note, Peyton Manning was actually drafted before Ryan Leaf, so it's not a realistic... Uh, Shut up. Nobody cares. <laughs> How dare you. All right, for my next pick, I'm going to go with something uh, kind of fun to watch and uh, another comedy. I'm going to go Bad News Bears. Nice. I actually had a different, I had an infinitely polar bear. I did too. I like that movie. Yeah. Uh, bad News Bears is really Also good, didn't think of Bad News Bears. <laughs> you did the original, I assume? Yeah, I've never seen the original. I guess, do I theoretically get both? No, you get one. Yeah. I'll go for the original. Okay. Yeah. I feel like that's a good call. I thought the remake was good, but some people hate it. It's getting tough now, though. Yep. Chris? <laughs> yep. So I saw this recently and really liked it. Uh, recommended it to Kelly's family when they were asking if it was a good movie. I'm going to pick Eddie the Eagle. Ah. Eddie the Eagle's a good pick. It was fun. Taron Egerton. Sadly, I will not be selecting Iron Eagle, <laughs> and I won't get to see a kid fly a jet plane. <laughs> <laughs> With, with Lewis Gossett Jr. Oh, no. <laughs> this is hard. Uh, okay, we got two picks in a row, too. Jesus Christ. Let me see your list. No. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm taking Steel Magnolias. Yeah, so Steelers were a team that we had to be real lenient on, and so we expanded it to Steel. And now I'm taking St. Vincent. Oh. Interesting, interesting. I was going to go with St. Mary's. I was too. Or maybe St. Almost Fire. See, that Esther yeah. doesn't action. I really liked St. Vincent. Um, thought it was, it was real adorable. And I'm not a big Melissa McCarthy fan. I thought she was super likable in it. She finally plays like the straight man in it. Yeah. Pretty good doing that. Yeah. 
Well, I don't know what the hell I'm doing next time it comes around to me. <laughs> but I feel like I picked the last movie I like in this draft. So, I'm going to pick a horror movie and select highly rated on IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes, uh, Ravenous. Ah! I really wanted that one. Nice. I haven't seen it, but uh, from all accounts, it's supposed to be pretty good. Hmm. It's got Guy Pierce. They, uh, it's cannibalism, right? And mm. Civil War. Fun. I had simply assumed I would, someone would take the Raven. Yep, that was what I was going to do. John Cusack. All right, it's getting tougher. It's getting tougher. <laughs> some uh, there's some garbage here. Is there any hidden gems? Any sleepers? I've had a couple to get back to me. I don't. I don't know. Oof. Yuck. I'm gonna go. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna do it. I kind of run out of movies. Somewhat. I'm gonna go uh, Green Card for the Cardinals. The cards. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's the Andy McDowell Gerard Depardieu. <laughs> International romance movie <laughs> with Iron Giant and Kill Bill and Jackie Brown and Bad News Bears. A rom com would be uh, pretty good in my library. Nice, it's a good good call. I almost went postcards from the edge, but I didn't. <laughs> so I'm going with uh, my first pick. Stars uh, uh, Tim Robbins. Apparently, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a 1989 fantasy film. Uh, I don't think the the Folks who read the Wikipedia article in this movie uh, have a whole lot to say about it because it says the film was inspired by uh, Terry Jones' children's book, but the plot is completely different, and that's all it says. <laughs> um, anyway, it's a movie called Eric the Viking. Eric oh, the Viking. Yeah, nice. It's, uh, I think I saw John Cleese in the cast somewhere. Nope. Well. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he plays Half Dan the Black. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> So, and I'm less offensive than half black the dam. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) And I'm just pulling up this next movie so that I can. We're getting to the point where I have to start looking up what I'm picking so that. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know what else to say. But this is a 1982 film uh, starring Kenny Rogers and Diane Lane. Six Six pack. pack. (laughs) Six pack for the Green Bay Packers. The pack. End of the movie features real race footage from the 1982 Coca-Cola 500 at Atlanta Motor Speedway, won by Daryl Waltrip. So that sounds fun. Oh, awesome. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Man, my pack pick was the... (laughs) Broke my brain there. Uh, HBO, made for HBO movie called The Rat Pack. Anybody ever see that? Oh, yeah, yeah. uh, Ray Liotta and Don Cheadle and Joe Montaigne. That is also the first thing I noticed when I googled pack movies. (laughs) I just remember liking that movie. I own it on DVD. Hmm. Not on VHS, <laughs> but DVD. Whoa. <laughs> Mr. Moneybags. <laughs> Back to you, David. Back to me. Me All and Chris right. will be a dub. <laughs> You'll be quiet. I'm between two things that I've seen. Well, pick uh, one. <laughs> fuck. I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to take the Seattle thing and go with Hudson Hawk. The Hawks. Of- I want a bad movie that's funny. I was thinking about Black Hawk Down, but I don't think I'd really want to watch. I think that it fits. You're kind of bad and funny. Black Hawk Down. Yeah, and I got to give me some Willis Hudson Hawk. It's an awful he, movie. He steals jewels to save the universe or something. I've never seen it. So. <laughs> Isn't that what Guardians of the Galaxy is? <laughs> I wonder if you could like uh, recut that. That he's stealing the Infinity Gems. <laughs> All right, I'm going to take uh, one of the only movies I wrote down uh, because we talked about it earlier. Uh, Dolphin Tale. Yep. <laughs> need I need some Will Smith. 
Is he in that? Nope. That's Shark Tale. You took uh, the Harry Connick Jr. You took, the dolphin yeah. that can't swim. What good is that? Animal? You took a <laughs> right, cool. family film narrated by Morgan Freeman. All right. Well, I'm glad I wrote down the word tail next to the dolphin. The girl who's man. paralyzed or loses a limb and grows because of dolphins. Hmm. It's, he's got like half a tail or something. I've seen it. Mm. It's not good. Morgan Freeman's in both of them. I thought that was weird, but Morgan Freeman's in Dolphin Tale too. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, hold on. I'm about I gotta... trying to figure out who's left now. Do I Wait, want me to run down the teams that are left? Maybe after TJ's pick, because okay. then we'll all have six and have two picks left. Because mm-hmm. I have them written down. There is only one team remaining in the entire NFC. The NFC's oh. uh, movie game, way stronger than the AFC. <laughs> That's what I've learned. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize I wrote them down in two columns. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Zard. Uh, oh, shit. Okay, I'll take uh, the 1990 adapted from a TV show movie, The Jetsons. All right. Oh. Yeah. I was really looking forward to taking the Jetsons and WWE Robo WrestleMania. <laughs> so the, uh, the, the remainder, the, the teams that are left are the Bengals, the Texans, you need to say it slower. No, you're good. The Colts, Jags, Broncos, Chiefs, Chargers, 49ers. It's garbage. Yeah. <laughs> it's going by quicker than I thought. <laughs> yep. It's about to slow down. <laughs> I get the feeling. Yeah, we're not, we don't have to use the timer, I don't think. Yeah. We never did. Chris made a good point. <laughs> We're watching the podcast recording live in real time. Although, wait, don't you have movies written down for everyone? Yeah, I'm reading about them because I don't really know what they are. So? Shut up. Just hold on. <laughs> good God. All right, I'm taking this documentary <laughs> from Canada. <laughs> Canada? Le Chiefs. <laughs> <laughs> What's it about? Uh, I'll tell you. It's about a semi-pro hockey team. Oh, cool. Oh, fun. Yeah, from the beginning of the 0102 season until the end of the 0203 season or next season. <laughs> As it's colloquially known. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's a documentary about that. Okay. Kind of follows a super fan of this, like, semi pro team. Oh, cool. That's kind of fun. I might actually watch it. <laughs> well, we can't, so don't assign your right. homework. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take Bolt. Bolt. Good uh, call. I forgot about that. For the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nickname for the Chargers. It's a movie I've seen and hated, so I didn't pick it. Mm. <laughs> right. I liked it. I thought it was fun. It's animated. It's about a dog that's real fast, right? <laughs> yep. Jason Lee is a voice in it. Oh, I thought that was John Travolta. What's he in? No, he's just, that's it. Yeah, Jason, oh. Jason Lee's just yeah. another. John yeah. Travolta doesn't <laughs> voice all characters. <laughs> it's, it's not like our draft where. Well, maybe that's why TJ other... hated it. Because <laughs> it's in a being John Malkovich universe where John Travolta <laughs> has to play every character. If he's in it, all other men in the movie are eliminated. Like our NFL drafts. <laughs> I picked Bolt because it was one I could think of because my phone is dead. Nice. <laughs> Good job, buddy. All right, uh, for me, uh, some slim pickings left. I'm going to go with the uh, Gentleman Broncos. That was my Broncos pick. Yeah, probably the only the, Broncos. Napoleon Mine was something called Bronco Billy. <laughs> Gentleman Broncos is the Napoleon Dynamite director, and it's got Jermaine Clement in it. Hmm. He's like a, like an eccentric, like he always is. But I figure like it'd be fun forever, every now and then to pop in to hear Jermaine Clement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, my first selection uh, here is going to be. Uh, 1938 film <laughs> nominated for best score at the Academy Awards. Oh. Storm over Bengal. Hmm. Storm over Bengal. 
Uh, the, far, it, Louisiana it, it, Storms. The, the film stars <laughs> Patrick Knowles in his first film. Oh. Neat. Oh, I love his later work. <laughs> I need a second movie now. And I'm going to... Uh, oh, wait, yes. We're down, we're down to what? Colts, Jaguars, 49ers, and Texans? Texas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's just confirm that this is indeed a movie. Yes, it is. <laughs> 1979, Spanish-American action film, Jaguar Lives, <laughs> starring Joe Lewis? <laughs> what? Oh, American kickboxer and karate fighter, Joe Lewis. Christopher Lee, Donald Pleasance? Really? Weird. The plot follows a secret agent who battles an international drugs ring. Okay, as, as we get deeper into this draft, the Wikipedia authorship gets worse and worse. <laughs> international drugs ring. Yeah, I, I might watch this. <laughs> Look for it on next, next week's watch list, I guess. Oh, there's a there's even a, uh, a contemporary review from the Sydney Morning Herald <laughs> of Jaguar Lives. That's Sydney, Tennessee. They actually, ex- they actually accidentally watched that movie. They were trying to watch the documentary Jaguar Lives. <laughs> <laughs> that was a badass poster. Holy shit. Yeah. Now is the time for a great new screen hero. Now is the time for Jaguar. <laughs> Is that the first movie called Jaguar Lives? Like you figured that'd be the second one. I kind of hope it's where the it's in doubt of the whether he's alive. <laughs> yeah, no, this is not a sequel to anything. So no one was relieved to find out that Jaguar Lives when they saw the trailer or the poster for this. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, All right. So that ends your your team. All right, that's your eighth pick. Yep. What's that for you? All right, three teams left. I'm going to go with uh, Christia Bolt for your John Travolta fix. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Ladder 49 for my <laughs> for my uh, John Travolta fix. I figure if I'm uh, by myself forever in my cinematic prison, <laughs> that maybe like some camaraderie of firefighters talking to each other and ball breaking <laughs> might be bittersweet. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> And maybe I could like somehow, you know, dream of a fire consuming me in my jail. <laughs> All right, David, give me your list. Your, your team's done. <laughs> I, saw, I saw TJ's, and I don't know what either of those are. I've at least picked movies that I know what they are so far. I'm excited about oh, your Chiefs, Texans, or Colts. Let's see. Is this a real movie that you wrote on here, David? Are all these real movies? Maybe. All right, well, I'm going to go with one that's got John Wayne in it. Then I'm going to take the Lucky Texan. Yep, that's I a know, real movie. I know nothing about, and thankfully David has put in parentheses next to it, John Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going to look it up for you. 1934 film. Cool. Five years before his breakthrough appearance in Stagecoach. Oh, uh, that's why I picked it. Yeah. The plot concerns Wayne finding gold and making the mistake of trusting the local assayer. Assayer? Yeah. <laughs> Ass-ear? Ass-hair. <laughs> Got it. It also contains a... <laughs> Wait. This is the whole. This is the whole Wikipedia page. Was that? And then it also contains a rare, perhaps unique appearance by Gabby Hayes without a beard and in drag. So there you go, Chris. Enjoy your movie. I'm looking forward to that scene because <laughs> it'll be rare to me because I don't get to watch any other movie with Gabby Hayes. All appearances in all these movies are rare. Probably true. I can't <laughs> confirm it from your movies. Yep. Okay, here's my Mr. Irrelevant. <laughs> the final pick. <laughs> uh, it's a movie called Gypsy Cult. Not U L T. 
Colt like the Colts. Sounds like a slur. Here's the entire <laughs> Wikipedia page. Uh, Gypsy Colt is a 1954 Anso Color film about an eponymous horse. The film's basic plot was taken from Lassie Come Home. <laughs> it's about a horse. <laughs> so, Gypsy Colt just ripped off Lassie. It's like, Timmy's in the well? Like, who <laughs> <laughs> bangs the hook on the ground? <laughs> a 60 minute version of Gypsy Colt was made available in 1967 as part of the weekly TV anthology Off to See the Wizard. <laughs> And here's the plot. A young girl, Meg, is disheartened when her parents, Frank and M, are forced to sell her favorite horse, Gypsy Colt, <laughs> to a rancher. Gypsy Colt escapes several times, ultimately taking a 500-mile journey to return to his rightful owner. So, also the plot of Homeward Bound. Yes. <laughs> it's got Ward Bond. Uh, he's in, like, The Searchers. Ward is Bond. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say he was going to say that first. And, uh, I think if you're a fan of, like, the title being said in a the movie, there's probably going to happen like 75 times. <laughs> Gypsy Cold! According to MGM Records, the movie earned 721000 in the US and Canada and 704000 elsewhere, <laughs> making a profit of $259,000. Actually, just in Romania. There's like, a comic book adaptation of Gypsy, Gypsy Cold. Gypsy appears in a Donald Duck comic book <laughs> as well. Wow. Here it is. <laughs> it's got its own Wikipedia page. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that movie has Lee Van Cleef in it, who I would not have expected. Yeah, he's actually legit actor. Yeah. yeah. Alright, well, I'll never watch Gypsy Cult, but I'll have it. <laughs> It'll be available. Yeah. It'll be in your Netflix queue of eight movies you'll never get to. <laughs> so, yeah, whoever, like, I, I imagine this also, like, I don't know, I keep imagining, like, a d- desert island movie shelf or something, and, uh... <laughs> Like, TJ Strander with someone else who's like, can we please watch maybe something else? How about Gypsy Cult? And TJ's like, no, Lion King. Les yes. <laughs> <Le> Chiefs. <laughs> Again. All right. Anyone have any takeaways from their team? Uh, <laughs> I wound up with a lot of kids' movies. I like them. Um, I've got a documentary. I've got two animated movies. I've got, a, like, a cinematic classic. It's good. Yeah, I got an anime movie. I got uh, I got a rom com which I like. Rom coms are pretty rewatchable. Some action stuff. Uh, and Hudson Hawk will be funny. I'll have mm-hmm. a uh, you know a play along, talk along the words thing like mm-hmm. Rocky Horror Picture style by myself, slowly going insane day by day. <laughs> and yeah, I'm I'm just pleased that I have seven good movies and Space Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> you dick. Yeah. <laughs> I think I have a lot of entertainment value in mind. I mean, Kenny Rogers Racing, uh, Academy Award nominated score. <laughs> what else is there? Yeah. If your list don't have those things, what else do you go to the movies lists. for? I just realized being stuck on a desert island, I get to see uh, Scarlett Johansson nude a lot as much as I want. <laughs> so that's pretty good. That one scored high in intangibles. And yeah. <laughs> I get to see uh, two cartoon animals eat spaghetti and then kiss. <laughs> in bolt? Yeah. It's actually in ravenous. <laughs> and I, yeah, I feel like that'd be the, like, the worst thing to watch dessert aloud. <laughs> Cannibal horror movie. We should make like a, a poll on the Facebook group to see who people Who's thought got the best got the team. Be- yeah, the best team. a good one. I feel like David already won with two Quentin Tarantino movies. I, I didn't have any movies I have never heard of before. He, run down your list, just, just how I, I, Or we'll take turns running down our list. Sure. So sure. for my team, uh, Kill Bill, Iron Giant, Jackie Brown, Bad News Bears, 
Green card, Hudson Hawk, Gentleman Broncos, and Ladder 49. Hudson Hawk started your self-sabotage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, let's tank. <laughs> Drafting Jimmy Clausen. Yeah, those first four, at least, are fantastic movies. Yeah. And, you know, throwing in a rom-com will be nice. Yeah. I've never seen it, and I like Annie McDowell from Groundhog Day and all the other stuff. She's charming. She's got curly hair. Michael. <laughs> Breezy, what you got? Uh, a lot of entertainment here. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Remember the Titans. Black Panther, a Marvel movie. Uh, the It'll Patriot. TBD. Uh, Eric the Viking. Mm. <laughs> Six Pack. I bet Kenny Rogers sings, I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> Storm Over Bengal. Academy Award nominated Storm yeah. Over Bengal. For the music. And That Badass Jaguar Lives. Yeah, so you've got five. It's a sleeper pick. Yeah. Five, five movies that I think are strong on there, too. Yeah, and I, I legitimately would watch any of the any movie on my list. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine's Lion King, The Maltese Falcon, Under the Skin, yeah. Still Magnolias, St. Vincent, The Jetsons, Le, Le Chiefs. I'm excited about the sports doc yeah. being in there. Yeah. And then Gypsy Gold, which I would never watch. <laughs> I think you got a pretty strong team there. Yeah. Like next podcast, you're, I'm going to come in and be like, I watched some movies. I watched <laughs> Gypsy Cult. I yeah. watched Jaguar Lives. <laughs> well, you, you can't fucking watch Gypsy Cult now. No, yeah. I got Space Cowboys. <laughs> Surprising number one pick for you. <laughs> Lady and the Tramp. I think you could tell by my first pick how seriously I took this whole exercise. You got entertainment value there. Yeah. Lady and the Tramp, Uncle Buck, Eddie the Eagle, Ravenous, Dolphin Tail, Bolt, and then the Lucky Texan. <laughs> that's not bad. As far as like, yeah, you know, from not one bad. to eight, that's not a bad team. I heard good things about Eddie the Eagle. I haven't seen it, but good. I heard it was good. You yeah. nice to have something inspirational when you want to kill yourself yeah. you're in your island. Yeah, it's Hugh Jackman in it, so. Yeah. Heard it was better than Channing Tatum the Eagle, mm-hmm. when he, the Eagle, in the, the other movie. The oh, wasn't it wasn't a Roman movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I never saw it. Well, cool. That's over. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. So anyway, yeah, we should do another draft sometime. Maybe draft TV shows or I feel something. Like we will. There's going to be an NBA draft coming up soon. You never know. We'll, we'll draft Hudson Hawk again. Yeah. <laughs> Hudson Hawk is the Bo Jackson of our podcast. <laughs> Sports reference. <laughs> Chris killed it. Nice. All right, so to close up, uh, we'll like sign. Sound way better. <laughs> <laughs> it looks cool. Anyway, uh, so we'll close out with uh, assigning the new homework. So homework's going to be me. I'm going to do something from Amazon Prime. Cool. Mm. Uh, we've done a, not, a lot of Netflix, uh, so I'm doing the the Prime. Mm. I'm going to go with a foreign film. Uh. Subtitles. Uh, <laughs> not Lashif, so I'm not allowed to watch that ever. <laughs> or would watch it. I'm going to go, it just came out. It's a 2016 movie. Hmm. Um, it's a Park Chan-wook movie. Nice. Who did Old Boy and Lady Vengeance. Okay. Set in the 1930s. A con man movie called The Handmaiden. Ooh, I've been wanting to watch The Handmaiden. Yeah, I, I watched it this week. I held it back from my what we've been watching for this purpose. I'm curious to see what you guys think about it. Nice, nice. Production um, design, it was in the running for Oscars, never made it. Got some guild support. If you like con man movies, it is one. Nice. That's all I will say. <laughs> I'm excited. I also have to make sure not to watch The Handmaid's Tale <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> I will say, if any of our listeners are following along, it is violently explicit and very sexually explicit. Mm. Just just a, a heads up. 
right. You know, it's Park Chan Wook. Old old boys got some, some rough uh, stuff. Yeah. Rough stuff in it, and yeah. just go into that with that mindset if you're going in blind. Cool. But I'll be very curious to uh, see what you guys think about it. Nice. Excellent. Neato. So anyway, this was uh, Talky Talk, the podcast for the Media by Us. Please visit the website and see our stuff when it's there. Uh, connect with us on Twitter at the Media by Us. Email us via the Media by Us at gmail.com or our Facebook groups, Movies by Us, TV by Us, and Games by Us. Especially the Facebook group. Yeah, to give us topics. We've really been uh, appreciating all the interaction you guys have been doing about Handing us some, uh, doing our work for us, handing us topics to talk about. Hey, the and hard work is talking, and we do that here. <laughs> yeah, 100% of talky talk is talk. True. I don't hear topics in that title. <laughs> it's not topic talk. Topic talk. Topic talk. Get back yourself. <laughs> anyway, uh, we would love to hear from you, like we're talking about for that and for uh, for anything else. And please subscribe to the podcast through whatever you do to listen to it. And please give us a five-star rating to uh, keep us going and so that we can... Uh, Perpetuate fraud Get more. that money from Apple. <laughs> <laughs> the check is pending. <laughs> But also uh, also to keep us doing this every week. And uh, I want to say thanks again to the Willow Walkers for providing the intro music. Love listening to it every week. It's a lot of fun. It gets stuck in my head. And uh, thanks again uh, to the person, entity, or corporation that is providing the outro music. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I want to say thanks to Chris. Thank you. Thanks to TJ. Yep. Thanks to Brent. Yep. And thanks for myself, and thanks to you guys for listening. Hope you guys come back next week. <laughs> we love you. We'll tuck you in. Good night. Good night. <laughs> Ending on a creepy note. Yeah, that's fine. Your coffee is full of noise. I'll be picking that. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. You don't need that anymore. <laughs> Should have picked that earlier. Lobsters are all lobsters. Sex lobsters. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. There's, a, there's our outro. <laughs> all lobsters. Sex lobsters. <laughs> no context. Uh, okay. Sorry.